Hiawatha, the first thing I want to know is, that's your given name? Uh, yes. Because I'm from Minnesota, and Minnesota has Minnehaha, Hiawatha. There are names, street names, and parks, and rivers, and waterfalls, Minnehaha Falls. That was uh, part of the origin is uh, you know Native American, right? Yes. Yeah, I've heard that that we pictures of their street signs and stuff. I think there's right. Lake Hawatha, Lake Hawatha. Yes, absolutely. You might be a princess, even, you know? <laughs> How are things in Houston? Hot. Hot is here, too. Here, too. Very hot. I mean, they, they had to have a, um, what do you call that, an excessive heat thing going off all day long, and then they worried about the grid. All that BS is hot. Like I said, the event that I just came from was outside. It was beautiful, but it was humid as hell. So, but that's Houston for you, right? It's been very hot here too. Were you born in Houston or are you originally from there? Born and bred all my life. So you don't know any other, you don't know what it's like to live in any other city, right? I visited, I think I went to LA, I went to San Diego and that, oh, and I went to DC. I love DC. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think when I always go around September, October, and it's beautiful. So I hear it's really expensive to live out there. So I'll take my chances here in Houston. It's supposed to be nice there and decent, uh, decent uh, relations between the communities, right? According to our friend Bots. Anyway, he said pretty cool. Of course, that's why he carries a gun. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Have you been back to that room? No, I don't do that anymore. I, you know, hey, more power to him. You know, I love those people. I said it in the beginning, and I'll say it again. It's just that I, you know, it's it, it, it wore off. And you know, I contributed a lot. I mean, I don't know how how many times you were there, but, man, I did a lot of things in there. And, and I'm happy to. Well, I don't love anybody. So uh, I'm the... I mean, it's, it's, you know, I've been hearing there's a lot of dissension amongst the rights, but that's just what it is. I mean, you have a room called networking, no egos, and it's nothing but egos. So that's irony. Yeah, that's that, irony. You know, so what's your, um? have you been hearing about this stuff with Anita Baker and told us, baby fate? What's your thoughts on that? I don't know anything about that. You haven't heard of their beef? I've heard of Babyface. I don't know anything about what he's into now. I know he still works with Uncle Jams from time to time. Or maybe he's part of that Meekab music, even. You buy a Babyface? Uh, I think he's great talent, but I don't listen to it. Tell me about me. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Besides, hey, besides the fact that he's handsome, obviously, baby face. But it's like the dude of music. I mean, R&B. Like he is, I don't even know how to describe him. And it's it's funny because he has a song that he wrote, I think, in the 80s. And I listen to that song every single day. I'm trying to think of, I mean, he's like, 
I want to say like a Barry Gordy, he's Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, like all of them, you know, they're on that level. Like he was the first person to do the verses. I don't know if you ever watched any of those, you know, the music battles that they used to do during COVID. Uh, what up? I mean, his baby face, it's to me, for him to be a uh, on the Nita Baker ticket and she's the headliner. That's just weird to me. Like, I think he's like a Beyonce to me. Whereas Baker's like a Solange. Now, I hate no Solange because Solange is super talented, but I'm just saying, you know, you pay $500 to go see Beyonce. I don't know anybody's going to pay $500 to go see Solange. But it would be, a th it'd be worth a thousand to see Babyface, right? Yeah, I wouldn't go that because <laughs> there ain't nobody worth me paying that much money to go see Beyonce, baby, baby, no, 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 no. I'm not paying a car note to go sit down in the stadium with a bunch of other people and listen to somebody sing that sound just as good on the streaming platforms. So no, that's 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 not what I do. I save my money for other things. Yeah, it depends on the on the stage performance, obviously. I mean, even people who can't particularly sing, some of the artists, I mean, are just not that great. Or or their music's not that great. But if they put out a big show, you know what I mean, real expensive show with dancers and all the different sets and 15 costumes. Or here's something I don't care for that much, is somebody who has a really beautiful voice and can sing well, but I don't like their music. I mean... That doesn't touch me at all. You know, I, I appreciate, I admire them. A lot of music. But, you know, you and I are com come from very, very far apart. I don't know if you could be my daughter or my granddaughter. But, uh, you know, when I was a kid in high school, the music we heard on the AM radio was The Temptations. Uh, all of that, you know, uh, the Shirelles, all the... And then when I got a little bit older, and I was out on my own, but as a young adult, you're talking about the best music ever made, in my opinion, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And I could listen to that today. What is the name? Well, I can't remember the name of that one great song. It's a real musical song, you know. And it has that fantastic ending, but everything they did was good. I even liked, uh... see, when you get old, you can't, re you can't remember the titles of the artists. At least I remembered Earth, Wind, and Fire. That was good. Yeah, just so much great. Stevie, Stevie Wonder, uh, you might have been there when in the room when the Adam, you know, the guy who was in cinema, was told his story. Did you hear that story that he told? Not his. Well, it's a it's an act that he does, but it starts out, you know, white boy in New Jersey or something, and he heard. Uh, uh, Stevie album came out and he goes on and on with that and it's a, it's a great bit because he explains how music uh uh you popped out for a second how music transcends uh, you know called uh, not culture but race let's say see people say some people say I don't see color and you know right away that they're probably have issues with <laughs> yep. I don't those off I see color. I love color. I love all colors. I mean, it just, it's amazing to me to look at, I look at you, you know, and I look at your skin. I'll never have that skin, even if I'm 
go in the sun, which I can't because uh, I got freckles and the sun would give me cancer. But it's a beautiful color. There's nothing wrong with that color. And people who are intensely, intensely black, you know, like in the deepest Africa, but you see Americans sometimes, it's a beautiful, beautiful color. And so is white, man. White's all right. Black is beautiful. White's all right. Okay. Actually, we're the same color. Yeah. We, if I put on some makeup. No, seriously, because we all come from E. And so there's a, um, there's a y'all, there's a woman by the name of Jan, but it's, I'm drawing a blank on how I talked to her a couple of times. But the way it's set up is that we're all melanin. It's just that, quote unquote, white people are less melanated. I'm melanated. I'm more melanated than you, but you're melanated. It's just that's how we're all the same. And we've allowed like different organizations or different people to divide us because by dividing us, that's how they're allowed to stay in power. Yeah. And that's how they're allowed to to make all the money. You know, I I, I was telling we were talking today, it was like there's enough money for everybody. There's enough uh, pie for everybody, but just certain people want to hog the plate. So we get away from all that, then we realize because we because you think about it, if I get cut, you get cut, we both gonna bleed red. Oh yeah, no, we we are all the same. I've said that before. Uh, we all come from the same place. We're all identical physically. I mean, as far as the basics of having two arms, two legs, but the differences are cultural. And some people are not interested in different cultures. And by the way, uh, I don't know how many black Americans are familiar with this, but over here in Europe, you have Africans from different countries. For example, in France, lots of Africans because they had colonies, right? Before. And so you got people from uh, Ivory Coast, people from Senegal, uh, some of them speak French, and then there's Nigeria, all that. But all of those people, they pretty much hate each other. <laughs> so... They do not get along. I shouldn't say they hate each other. I mean, there's been genocides in Africa, but the African states, a lot of the countries, people between countries, have no love for each other. And so what I'm saying is it's a cultural thing because they're looking at each other and their skin is pretty much the same tone. I mean, it varies, but it's they're both they're black, you know, it's that word. And the North Africans and South Africans are different. Well, the new term is melanated. Okay. And that is becoming the, is no longer black. And the reason being is, and I get it, because, you know, we went from color to Negro to black. And a safer term or a better term is actually melanated. We think about it because, and the reason being is that the word black has been associated with everything negative. You know, you got black cats, you got black arts, you got, uh, think of it, think of anything associated with black and, and find one thing that's been positive. It has that connotation. I asked my friend Dewey Terry of Don and Dewey, who wrote the song, I'm leaving it all up to you, that everybody alive has heard, even though it's a very old song. You do, you've heard of it, right? But I'm going to listen to it after this broadcast. <laughs> I'm leaving it all. Up to you. No? Well, it's a doo-wop song, way too old for you. But you'll see. It, it's been heard by millions of people. It's Grammy and all that. They got almost nothing for it. But anyway, I was talking, uh, Dewey, I said, you know, is it cool to say black? 
This is years ago, though, right? Because everybody was, that was it. He says, well, the only, the negative thing is uh, that, uh, you know, police report a black individual, da, da, da. So I understand there's some negativity. And in the world of, of uh, cyber, uh, cyber crime, there's white hat and black hat. Uh, and black hat comes from the, the Westerns. The Western villain always wore a black hat and the hero always wore a white hat. So, yes, that's true. But uh, a lot, you know, African-American wears out quickly to say that, even though it's a precise, it's like saying a Caucasian individual. So um, there was a discussion between some professors and they said, uh, yeah, when we have a meeting, like uh, the words, the word African-American will come out for the first three times and then it's black. That was that was back in the day. So are you saying it's no longer cool to sit, use the word or that it's preferred? Because, I mean, now we figured out, you know, with all the social engineering and the way of keeping us divided, like I said, by saying melanated, because we're all melanated. You're melanated, I'm melanated. You're just less melanated than I am. But that can, keeps us as the same. That keeps us on the same level. That way there's no more black, there's no more white. Because if you think about it, if everything with the word black is associated with the word uh, black is bad, then guess what? That means black people are bad too. So it's all about the way you think about it and you and you look at it. But if I say I'm less, I'm um, melanated versus I'm being black, there's no negative connotation with melanated. But there is a negative connotation with black. And I mean, and I am like, I'm first, I'm proud black woman, always said that my dad was a black path in New Orleans. So that, you know, that was the identity. But now as I've gotten older and if you really just sit down and you think about it, you're like, wow. That's, and that's how a lot of, um, I support black is negative. It's just to move away from that negative connotation is just to move away. And black is a color. Black is not a people. Yeah, yeah, I get all that. I understand that. But uh, the to me, in all my life, having associated with, you know, as a musician, always played with black musicians. And um, so, you know, to me, it's not negative. It's not bad. And even though, yeah, I can, I can have the, the ideas cohabit in my head where, I know that black hat, in the case of hackers, there are white hat hackers, black hat. Black hat hackers are bad. White cat, the white hat are, you know, doing it to improve security. And, and all the examples you gave, sure, that's true. And black is kind of, actually, ironically, black is more the lack of light and white is all the light. Then in between, you've got colors of grays. But, you know, it, I can't see... The, the the word black has a meaning to me that's kind of love, you know, because because of the association of all my life. I almost can't accept that, but accept that I understand that people who have those ideas in their heads, uh, yeah, I get it. And, and it just perpetuates that. By the way, I wanted to ask you something related, which is I just posted something the other day. I can't understand how anybody has the time and the energy to go out and join hate groups and manifest that hate when when you're talking about something that has absolutely no effect on your life. For example, 
this whole LGBTQ or the drag queen thing, you know, drag shows, whatever. If that if that entertains people, that's not for me to discuss to to uh, worry about it, you know. And yet you've got people coming out to these shows and making trouble at. What do these people do in life? Where do they have the time and the energy? Shouldn't they be doing something else more positive? I don't get it. Do you understand that? I mean, that, that well, and they make time for it. Um, and, and I think the, the, the problem is that with, with LGBTQ, it's nobody cares what you do with your life. I personally don't. I think a lot of people don't. I think the problem is becoming... Um, you know, I think, and I think it's more so with the trans community. Yes, that's right. That that's where the problem is. I think you know, I don't have a problem with person being gay. I have gay people in my family. I've actually had um my uncle or aunt um was one of these uh was trans in the seventies as a uh well actually not in the seventies actually in the sixties um as a um as a as a melanated man and and she ended up marrying a um a less melanated man and a man took him to Europe and um got him the sex change. He had the operation. Um what the problem with the trans community is that they're trying to force people to accept ideology that completely goes against the grain. It goes against science, like to 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 keep this narrative that you know trans men or trans women are women. That that's problematic because you want to erase the identity of natural born trans women or trans women. Period. Yeah, I agree. There's no, there's no distinction. There's, you know, whatever it is, trans women are trans women. Women are women. I don't see why there's a need to blur the line. Like, that's the problem. I'm like, I'm trying to understand why do you need to blur the line? You don't need to blur the line. You can be safe in your space. I can be safe in my space. And we can love and respect each other's spaces. I'm not going to violate yours. I'm not going to go into your space. The, I don't understand the need for you to come into mine. You see what I'm saying? It's it's that's the problem, and especially especially with sports. Um, I I'm sorry. I, I have to agree with a lot of female, you know, natural female born athletes when that situation happens, and the reason being is that they created women's sports for a reason. You know what I'm saying? They didn't just wake up one day, oh, we're going to do women's sports are going to be separate from men. No, women could not, you know, there's our body chemical or makeup or whatever, even though they keep saying, oh, it's not different. It's not different. It's different, okay? It's different. And to be able to say, oh, well, you know, they identify as women. They should be able to compete with women. How about we just let them identify as women, but still compete with men? What's what's the problem with that? I don't understand that. I don't understand why you have to come to the women's space. And like I heard an athlete say, she said, especially I think with that Leah Thomas, I think her name is Raleigh. She was speaking on it. She said that they tied. 
they tied in that Olympic race, but they decided to give it to Leah instead of her. And I, I would be confused too. I'd be like, well, why does she, why does, why does she get it? You know, why, why is it that? And so that is, it is becoming problematic. And I think a lot of women are standing up against it. And a lot of women are fighting back, but then they get labeled, um, it's this derogatory term, um, Turks. I think that's what it's called. Turf or something like that. Yeah, I can't keep up with these words either. I know it's surf, turf, and murf. I don't know what they're talking about. Milf. But listen, I, I wanna I wanna boss off what you just said because I was thinking the other day, you know, in boxing, they've got featherweight, heavyweight, all that. I think what they could do with all sports is divide it doesn't have to be weight. It could be musculature. Musculature. There's got to be a way to make these divisions and then not even have male and female sports. In other words, suppose in a few years, even tennis, because you've got mixed doubles, but you've got also women's tennis and men's tennis, right? you got women's golf and men's golf, as far as I know. Not that I know anything about golf, most boring sport in the world. But... Um, there's probably a way to do that. I, I think that, yes, if you're born in a man's body, the mus the muscles are set up is different, right, than maybe even the bones. So that I accept that argument, and you do too, you just kind of said so, that argument that you've got a different body, and I think when people are pushing this thing, you know, uh, Pastor Colette, who you know, told me once, I said, I said, why do I see a parade of super sexy black women or melanated, if you prefer women on Instagram, because that's all I see. And they're posing all the real sexy poses. They're never like with a book reading or it's always the sexy dancing pose. And she said, the reason for that is because they've been put down so much and ignored that they need that attention. And uh, if I accept that argument, fine. Anyway, not disagreeable to look at all that. I'm just saying that it's, I wondered why it has to always be that push towards the sexuality or, or beauty, if you prefer the word, okay? But she says that's, that's that. And it's probably true that in the case of trans people, they're so sick of the whole, the whole thing, of the, the whole gay LGBTQXYZ thing that they've got, they feel they have to be a little more aggressive or more out front, right? And by the way, I lived with, uh, in the 1970s, I spent several months living in a black family. And as I said, played with musicians all the time. And the word sissy never stopped coming up. Black people are so much more, were anyway, so much more anti-homosexuality than anybody I know, than any community I know. Even the Hispanics, I don't think were as bad. So there must have been some progress made because I've talked to people now. They go, yes, my son is coming out, you know, and it's le not it's less of a thing, I think. And and also there is um, like I have friends and there is a lot of racism in the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. Like there's, you know, you you there's a lot of division there because I've had friends that that are melanated they talk about, oh, no. You know, if you're white and you're gay, then you, you know, you get all the love, you get all this from amongst others. But then when it's time to show that it's the same white gay men in their community that don't even show 
them. And they're in that community. They still have to face racism. So imagine being melanated and gay. So you already have that, this, this, you know, thing against you. And the community that you're a part of, they're against you. So you already have two strikes coming in and you have to deal with, with all of that. I don't think it's, and, and also, you know, with a black community, you know, it's, 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 it's God driven. It's, it's faith based. I mean, it's, you know, if it's a sin and that's, that's another thing too. Homosexuality is a sin in the Bible. It is, but so is having sex you know before marriage so is having kids out of wedlock so is cursing so is eating pork you know what i mean masturbation masturbation all these things are said if you follow if you follow the bible you'd never have any fun in life (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, gluttony gluttony masturbation sex without marriage Uh, (laughs) it's it's say it's a sin because that's what it is. It's a sin. You cannot change, you know, words that that that's what it is. So one sin, like one sin, isn't better than the other sin. You know what I'm saying? Like it it is what it is. And and the interesting thing I think a lot of people forget, it doesn't say that a sinner won't enter into heaven. It says that unrepentant. Yes. So if I'm cussing every day, I'm fornicating every day, and I'm repenting for that. That's still a lot. If you're fornicating every day, how many days do you ha- do you have to repent every day, or is it like once a week, Father? Because it's nothing. Because think about it, everything that feels good is <laughs> podcasting. Podcasting is a sin. It's a week. Eventually, you get tired of repenting. Where the LGBT, they don't think, but they don't feel what they're doing is a sin. They don't think that it is. It's it's love, and 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 that's cool. I mean, you know, you even gotta believe. Some people believe, some people don't. Yes, people, you know, don't believe, and that's okay. That's everybody has the right to believe and feel how they feel. The problem is don't force other people to to be a part of it like if you don't believe in god okay i'm not gonna force you to believe it because i personally believe finding god is a journey only one person can take i can lead you to it but i can't make I, you know you can lead a horse to what was it you can lead a horse to water player but you can't make a drink so it's what you know you can lead people yeah do it but you don't have to get mad at me because i am yeah, you know, uh, yes, yesterday my wife and I were having lunch and the doorbell rang. We, the lunch is on, we have three floors in this house. It's small, but three floors. The doorbell rang, so I looked out the window before I ran down the three, you know, we weren't expecting any packages or anything. And I said, hello, and the, there were two women there with little notebooks. They said, uh, there's a lot of, there are a lot of people who are faith-oriented faith, uh, in this neighborhood. And I said, that's an excellent thing, and I wish you a very nice day and close this open window. Because, man, this Jehovah's Witness thing does not get to me where I want to go down three stairs and let them give their opening. And I was nice this time, but if I had to run down those stairs, I always get a little, you know, I always tell them something mean at the end, like, 
don't do this. <laughs> so hey, I, I just like let him go calmly with a, wishing him a nice day. Yeah, because that's all, that's all you can do. It's just like, thank you. Have a nice day. You know, I think regardless of how you feel, you should still treat people with love. Like, I believe what I believe, but there is no way in hell I would stand on a corner with a sign saying that this is, you know, this is what's going to happen. You're going to go to hell. You're going to do this. I am not. And that's, that's the other thing. A lot of Christians, they they judge people like you can't judge somebody because of who they are. You're supposed to love. You're supposed to embrace them. And that's it. And if they want advice or they want help, then you give it to them. But if they don't, if they're comfortable in their skin and that's who they are and that's what they want to be, then you love and you keep it moving. You don't sit there and say, oh, you're going to hell. You're no, no, you don't do that. You say, OK, what do you need? And you and if they need help, you give them help. You don't, when we as people, if we just look at each other as people, as human beings, and that's it, this, that's what makes the world go round. That's because we're all connected. We're all here. We're all going to, you know, we're all going to um, pass away at some point. Nobody gets out of this alive. No, we're, we are all sitting here. And uh, by the way, I know uh, in Paris, we used to go to this tea room run by a, two gay, a gay couple. And um, they, uh, one of them went to church every Sunday, Catholic, you know. And I always wondered, like, that's a little strange because that would be totally frowned upon. Uh, I think the latest uh, Pope may have made some comment about God loves everybody, including gay people or whatever. But and which is which is great. But but the point is that I pe there are people in this country, big Catholic country, there are gays in this country, and they will go to church. And I mean, a lot of people don't go to church, but to be gay and go to church is uh, means you really have faith, I guess. Yeah, because it says, "I love this." Um, it said, and to go back to the Bible, it says in the Bible that there is nothing you can do, nothing that you can do that will stop God from loving you. Nothing. And that includes people that are straight, that includes people that are gay, that includes people that are trans. He loves everybody. I, I don't understand these people that go out there and say that he don't. Because I'm like, did he did he call you? Like I'm you know what I'm saying? Like, did he DM you like how where did you get that message from like where do you, you know and there's something else what it says yeah you will always look into the um you can all oh, I forgot it uh, it'll come to me later but it, it's something that, you know about you will never look into the eyes that's what it is you'll never look into the eyes of somebody that God doesn't love Here. that's good in that's a good one and so I, I just, I, I don't get that part of it. And so I think people just, you know, if, and I think, you know, to kind of go back with the trans thing, I just, I recently saw a documentary that just broke my heart and it, it was, it's called Detransitioning. It's for people who, you know, were encouraged to, 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 to transition 
and you know to go in and that takes a lot that takes a lot for a man to transition to a woman a woman to transition to a man because of the surgery at the you know that's you you cutting off stuff in your body hardcore yeah that's 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 not an easy thing to do and, and to have to make a decision like that is just it's crazy um and in the documentary it is so heartbreaking because you have so many people like 90 percent of them or 99 percent of them says they wish they hadn't made that decision like they regret that decision and i think that's the video that should be shown but you know a lot of people they try to hide that video and, and a lot of the members of the LG, they try to like they try to label it hate speech i mean just and i'm like why would you do the why would you label something that's that's informative because i tell anybody like yeah and you know you go out there and you transition yeah it's cute when you're young when you're 19 and you're 20 and and the same thing goes for these people that's getting all these these plastic surgeries, getting their the BBLs. Yeah, it's cute when you're young. It's cute when you're in your 20s because you heal faster and you do all this. But imagine that shit in your 40s, your 50s, your 60s. So they cute. And one, you know, they, they, once you do that, that is a permanent doctor's appointment. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't. I can totally understand uh, homosexuality and being loving a person. I mean, and I don't have those feelings, but I can understand it. Looking at other people who have them, it makes total sense to me, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But it's true that when you start modifying the body, it's a serious investment. And I mean, investment uh, morally or physically, let's say, and finance. And financially, but I mean, even if it was free, unless it's irre- unless it's reversible, which as far as I know, these things probably could be if you had unlimited funds, but it's not healthy, I don't think. It's not good to do that. I, I Like I said, if you get a chance to watch that documentary, I that's what broke my heart because it was just like, and a lot of these people, they were, you know, they were saying that they wish somebody had to truly explain to them they said it was made so easy to them. Like this one person, um, they said they did it because they thought that's what was wrong with them. They were suicidal. They were all these things. And they thought, and they was convinced by these groups that tell them, no, you need to do this. This is why, you, you know, you're, you're this person trapped in that person's body mm-hmm. and you need to do this. And then they did that and then they still felt the exact same way. But now they have medical bills. Now they have, um, you know, this one, I think, young lady, she she was, she transitioned to men. So she had a double mastectomy. She, you know, her, uh, what did she do? I don't know how they, they do it with the woman's vagina or something. But she was talking about it. And she was like, so after, I think like after three or four years of it, she was like, nah, this ain't for me. And now she's like, she will not. I think she can't have children now, and it's just there's not enough information out there to for them to be making these surgeries. But we know it's a money grab. That's that's all. It is. 
But did they? But did this thing show any cases? Did they find any people who were happy that they did it? And maybe it's hard to find anybody who's fifty, by the way, because these these things were so shadowy before, right? That that's the thing. There's actually one that Australia did before this, and all the people in that one were from Australia, and they were they were older, and they trained this one um this person. They said, you know, I I. I did that for 20 years and now I am, he was like, he was like 65 or something. And he said, um, he stopped taking the hormones. He stopped, you know, so now he says, now I just look like her, uh, a manly woman because he still had the, um, um, he had the, like the looks of it. But you could tell he wasn't he wasn't taking the hormones anymore. He wasn't taking it anymore. So he just you know, he, he says he is what it is. But he says he found more peace after he stopped doing that. Because it was stressful having to take the medication all the time. I know with trans men or trans women, they because they don't have natural birth canals or natural they have to stick an instrument up it twice a day so that it don't close up i mean it's it's a lot it i i mean it's brave i give a person that's going through that i'll say they are brave because this it's yeah it takes commitment and but you know i who knows we all have feelings that are really strong uh, if you have faith then you feeling for god is very strong and you know even and the other people go nah that's not true so if you feel that you're a man or a woman and you were born else otherwise, uh, if you believe it and totally believe it, and then other people help you believe, or other facts that come in help you believe it, or other opinions, then you're on that. But the problem is, yes, your mind can change. So that's the scary part for me. I read a science fiction story, in fact, not, not that long ago, where people could just go into a place and... Uh, the whole thing changed over immediately. You know, guy's a man. He he goes into this thing. This is you know like in a hundred years from now. Goes in and uh, there's a treatment. He goes into some kind of machine and he comes out. He's totally a woman, a woman that you could not tell. You know, and, and no drugs or anything needed. If you could do that, and and so in this book to finish the in this book, people would be changing on and off like within a few months. They could be a man for three months and then come back. And it was the same book was about a couple and the guy didn't want to change and the woman wanted to change all the time back and forth. And it was very awkward. So they, they, you know, had a lot of arguments and stuff. And she, a woman came back as a man and they lived together and uh, he kind of got used to it against, because he loved this person. And then she changed her mind and wanted to go back. Then, then he made the change. I was, went crazy but the point is if you could do it that way i could actually see an argument for becoming the other side for a month if nothing else just to see what that feels like i would love to be able to go for more like one hour just to see what that whole thing feels like to be a woman because i there's no way i can know and no amount of surgery will tell me what it actually feels like to be a natural woman because it's just there's too many things between all that but you know more power to anybody who does it i just hope that it works out for them don't you yeah i mean you know what you know like 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 uncle jack 
Excuse me, like Uncle Jam used to say, what you eat don't make me shit, so. <laughs> what you what you do, you got to deal with those bills. You got to deal with that. I don't. Um, and I also think the, the problem, too, is that the children, you know, is I, I'm okay with, you know, I don't believe that you should allow children to make those type of decisions. I don't think you should be putting that stuff on children when they're 18 when they're 18 or when they graduate high school, that should be the time that they allow to say, okay, you know what? I want to do this. Let's start doing this. Don't, don't have children doing that at 10 years old, 12 years old. I mean, there's a reason why you can't drink until you're 21. There's a reason why you can't smoke until you're 21. So that just should fall under that period. You know, after that, you're free to make those decisions, but don't, 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 Put a decision like that on a child. There has to be a minimum. Yeah, there has to be a minimum of life experience, and life experience starts a little bit after puberty because before you don't know anything, and then uh, when you hit that, there's a whole confusing chaos uh, in your mind and your emotions. And yeah. really, you know, you have to have lived. I mean, in my mind, this is just an opinion, like everybody else. But in my mind, you'd have to kind of have lived in a world, and let's face it, had sex with other people, regardless of who that person is or what I'm saying, and be like 2021, and then you have some inkling of what your life is. I wouldn't even put it at 18. But I mean, I'm not making the law here. You do what you got to do. But you're right. If you're 10 years old, there's just doesn't seem like a good idea to to orient people. They call that grooming, maybe, right? Shouldn't be shouldn't be doing that to people any more than you should be telling a girl she can't play baseball or football or whatever. Which, by the way, has gotten a lot better now. At least girls can study science and they can be in sports. And I think that part we've made a lot of progress. I think we should. But go ahead. No, I. For me, women have has always controlled the world. We've always run the things, but the smart women have always known to let the men think that they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, well, I, it's shocking to me. I'm like, girl, let them do that. <laughs> you know? Black <laughs> night. Like, don't. But, you know, now there's, oh, no, I can do it. I know you can do it. You know you can do it. I know I can do a lot of stuff, but why should I have to? There's a perfectly healthy man that wants to do it for me. That's no. So, right. <laughs> well, listen, I think we've done pretty well for a first date. 